Welcome to the Thrive Podcast from Syngenta, where the latest news, farming tips, and innovations come together to inform and inspire. Welcome back to the Thrive Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode last month. We have some exciting conversations that we'll get into today. But first, I wanted to give a warm welcome to my co-host, Thrive TV's Adam Baxt. Hey, Adam. Hey, Katie. How's it going? You know, it's going well. I can't complain. Um, Farm Progress Show and Husker Harvest Days were great, wrapped up. They had excellent weather, so I heard. Um, Wasn't able to go this year, but I heard really great things about it. Um, And sitting here with the storm coming in, rain pouring out my window, I am just dreaming of the nice weather they had. Um, So growers around the nation right now are in the midst of harvest or wrapping it up, and we are starting to see the fruit of that labor that they worked so hard for all season. And it's just a really good feeling to see everything come to a head and just come to fruition. But with harvest comes off season. Finally, everybody's getting a bit of a breather. Yep. Yep. Gosh, I'm so proud, honestly, with just all that the growers had to endure this season. As everybody knows, mother nature is completely unpredictable, but thankfully post-harvest finally means the joy of planning and starting to make those decisions for next year and, of course, getting in any continuing education credits before the end of the year. Yes, um, this is the time for growers and retailers um, to start getting some meetings on their books. You know, there's so much to learn from each season, which products were used, do they work, what was the yield like, you know, how do they, how do they think some of the applications and seed treatments played out into the yield results and what could improve next year what really worked, you know, things like that, uh, just a story within the numbers. Yeah, you hear that all the time, that quote, that the data tells a story. So this really is the time for them to just sit down record all the inputs for the season. One time I talked to a grower and he said he didn't put in any inputs during the entire season. And then at the very end of the season, he would finally sit down and input everything through ag- the AgReg Whole Farm Management Program that Syngenta has, which is actually a really great benefit of AgReg. Just putting in the data simple, efficient, can be done at a grower's leisure whenever they have time. So all that to say, now is the time to dig deep into what they want this next season to look like and really start getting a full picture of how the season went um, just through the data and also just take a second to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Yeah, and, and like you said, they can get in some of the CEU credits that they haven't had time for yet, and they uh, then they want to get in before the year ends. Syngenta has a bunch of free modules for PCA and CCA credit. If people are looking uh, for continuing their education, we have Mirvis Prime Fungicide Multi-Crop Learning Module, and that's a CCA credit, um, which has potatoes, strawberries, fruits, and vegetables. And then Mirvis Prime California Grape Disease Module, which is a PCA credit, and both of those can be found on the Miravis Prime webpage. Both of them are such excellent resources. Um, and we also have the Insect IQ Quiz and the Act Now module. Um, so the Insect IQ Quiz gives CCA credit and the Act Now module gives PCA credit. Um, that's a tongue twister. So the Act Now module is cool because it's super specific to almonds and almond orchards. It shares how to help guide growers through integrated pest management of navel orangeworm, which is one of the most difficult to control pests in tree nuts for California pest growers. I'm sure I don't even need to say that. They're probably like, yep, we feel it. So super helpful to get a little bit of education plus your CEU credit. 
And then the insect IQ quiz really just helps strengthen your knowledge of those key insect pest threats that can cause devastating yield loss and infestations that happen from season to season. Um, and I believe it covers vegetables, citrus, potatoes, and tree nut crops. So for those interested in the CE credits, they can sign up through Syngenta Campus at syngentaus.com slash PCA campus. Yeah. And so I guess what you're saying is if they find themselves bored at home at any point from now until New Year's Eve, uh, we got them. Um, I don't really know how, you know, <laughs> family time. <laughs> planning holidays um but you know it'll be a nice break from the craziness uh of uh of the season but it's all uh, you know also a good time to sit down settle down and prepare for you know what's to come exactly adam thank you so much for joining me to discuss all of the off-season learning and education things of course always a pleasure Today, I'm talking with Syngenta Agronomy Service Manager, Leon Hunter, who has such a rich history in agriculture and with Syngenta. Um, Leon came to Syngenta in about 1984 and has worked in various positions for the last 38-ish years, um, teaching growers just how to have the highest quality and highest yield crops possible. So thank you so much for being here today with us. Just tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, Katie, I uh, come from a family farm in Southwest Georgia and have been, um, as you said, with Syngenta around 38 years or so. And most of my experience has actually been in the upper Midwest in uh, sales roles. Uh, most of my time has actually been spent in technical roles. And I've uh, spent a lot of time as a tech rep agronomist and currently leading a team of 10 in the uh, Eastern Corn Belt, working with growers really on how to uh, be more efficient, how to produce uh, better better crops, uh, high yields, how to grow more crop and be efficient in what they're doing. So I heard that there were just a lot of up and downs this season, depending on where growers were located, whether that was crazy weather, um, lots of rain, too little rain, you name it. Um, but commodity prices are also, you know, looking up for corn. So I just wanted to kind of get your takeaways on um, this growing season and how you feel like it went. Yeah, I think you kind of hit it in a nutshell. About time you think you've got Mother Nature figured out, she throw your curveball. <laughs> and this year has been um, has been uh, no exception. We've gone from one extreme to the next. And it really depends on where you were in the uh, in the upper Midwestern Eastern Corn Belt. We went from uh, getting crops in very timely to some areas having rain and being delayed. And then after we got into the cropping season, she threw us another curveball. And that curveball went from extreme lows to extreme high temperatures within mm. a matter of uh, two or three days. So the crops had to endure uh, a wide diversity environment, but through it all, uh, the crop uh, came out of it looking extremely well. So you mentioned that, you know, fortunately, there were some really great products that um, growers were able to use to kind of help mitigate some of that risk and kind of still see a quality yield potential from that. And so tell me a little bit about um, the value of that. Yeah, well, first of all, we introduced uh, Saltro seed treatment and in the soybean arena, growers were able to utilize that product. So growers were able to get a very good uniform span of soybeans. And um, it protected uh, from some of the early seedling diseases, such as um, Pythium and Phytophthora. 
and also some of the insects such as a uh, bean leaf beetle and other 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 insects that attack soybeans. So uh, from that angle, we're able to get real good stands, good uniform stands, and growers really pleased with with that product. Um, Later in the life cycle of, of the crop, as we started getting to about now, we started seeing some uh, sudden death crop up into some places. And one of the active ingredients in, um, in our fungicide mix uh, was able to help growers um, mitigate or minimize the likelihood of getting sudden death in the bean crops. In some cases, actually saw the, the, the pathogen, but in areas where they had not used the treatment versus where they had used the fall treatment, it was definitely less. You had indicated um, early on the commodity prices, and we really saw an uptick in soybean fungicide usage this year, foliar fungicides that are typically applied at about the R3 timing. And growers this year really invest in the crop, and I think it's going to pay dividends when they get the combines in the field. Yeah, and the thing with fungicides too, it's so important to be proactive, right? I know preventive action is always better with fungicides. Yeah, um, we were talking about soybeans. Let's transition over to corn, and that's uh, definitely the case with corn or soybeans. But in corn this year, anytime you, you know you start seeing diseases like uh, gray leaf spot, really uh, the symptomology that pathogen has already been in the field for you know twenty. 30 days. And so by the time you start seeing the physical symptoms, it's already begin to have impact. And another devastating disease is a disease that growers were seeing uh, from Michigan to Southern Illinois is our tar spot. And that particular pathogen this year, because of the environment that we were in, it really kind of spread its footprint in some non-traditional areas. And I think this is a pathogen that growers are going to learn more about over the uh, coming years and are really going to have to really monitor and use fungicides like Miravis Neo to keep that one at bay. Definitely. And so taking all this into account this season, how do growers take um, – you know, the different situations and pressures that arose this season, look at their yield, you know, once they finally get all that yield data in. Um, and then how do they use all of that information to help them plan for next year? Well, I would, I would encourage growers to, first of all, develop a good, solid plan. Uh, when you develop that plan, you're going to develop that plan off of your most recent experiences. But as you're budgeting, budget for uh, a holistic approach using a plethora of, of products, uh, herbicides, insecticides, fungicide, disease, fertility, the right seed. But as we said early on, Mother Nature is going to throw your curveballs. Mm-hmm. As those curveballs come at you, stick to your plan. I think sometimes we have a tendency to try to outguess Mother Nature. And if the weather turns a little bit dry or the environment change, we may make decisions around the use of fungicide or other inputs and say, you know, I don't think I'm going to have that. And then that pathogen shows up. So it's about planning and utilizing um, that plan regardless of what mother nature come and have some flexibility and kind of stick to the plan is, is what I would encourage uh, individuals to, to do and never try to second-guess Mother Nature. Now, you're planning to have high yields, and you're u- utilizing those uh, various inputs for a reason, and they uh, 
protect your yield. They help you mitigate losses. And so I'd use them as I would, uh, you know, any type of insurance plan or insurance plan that I would have. I stick to my plan. That's a really good point you made to stick to your plan, but also be flexible if things happen. Because like you said, you know, every season has a different story and you use that story to shape, you know, what you want to do the, the following season. Yes. Um, you're exactly right. If you make the plan, have some flexibility in it. But as as Mother Nature changes, and you says, well, maybe it's getting dry, and I don't think I want to use a product or a fungicide specifically, uh, those products sometimes have benefits even in a dry environment, such as stress mitigation, keeping the crop greener longer, helping to mitigate uh, things like stalk rot so you can have ease of harvest and other benefits. So if you're planning and you plan to use a, a good quality fungicide like Mervis Neo or Tribal Pro, uh, they have benefits. And those benefits are there regardless of the environmental stresses or the conditions that the crop may be experiencing. So in addition to that, you know, what are some of the things that growers and their retailers should keep in mind when they are selecting those fungicides for the next season? Yeah, well, spectrum of control is one of the key things. You want to use a product that has a wide spectrum of control. It's going to control the pathogens or the diseases that you have in your field. One that's going to provide some plant health or some crop enhancement benefits that could also equate to better harvestability, better stands at harvest. And um, when you start looking at those things, it could also get into um, efficiencies with harvest as it relates to speed of harvest, time and those things. Sometimes we, we fail to think about when we're, you know, when we're uh, making decisions about those, those products in December, January, or February. You mentioned that, you know, <clears throat> length of control and um, improving harvestability and standability, you know, are really big factors when trying to consider or, you know, choose which products you want to use for the following season. How specifically do fungicides or a good fungicide help to improve that harvestability or the standability to ultimately increase that yield potential? Yeah, well, uh, a good fungicide like a Mervis Neo or Tribus Pro, specifically in the, in the corn arena, is going to help that plant stay green longer. Um, and I normally use the term that plant's going to naturally draw down. It's not going to die down prematurely because it was impacted by uh, various diseases. And mm -hmm. anytime we have a crop that is reaching natural senescence, it's going to just... Uh, be a lot easier harvest. It's going to stand direct. It's not going to uh, fall over or bend over. Uh, and the growers are going to have a much better experience when he's harvesting his grains. I should probably going to harvest a lot more grain because he's not going to have down ears in the field, which can lead to problems the following year, such as volunteer corn in a soybean field potentially. Or even mm. worse yet, if he's in a corn-on-corn -corn, uh, rotation, volunteer corn in a cornfield is, is not a good thing. It's a nightmare, actually. That makes sense. I mean, the healthier plant is going to last the longest and be the strongest when you do have those, you know, unfortunate weather events like heavy rain or 
standing water, et cetera. So going into planning for 2022, what are some things that you would tell growers to just keep in mind? The first thing I think it starts with, I keep going back to a plan, but think about your plan. Think about um, each field, treat each field separately. Take a look at your hybrid and variety selection based on yield potential. There's a lot of crop protection products out there now that can help control uh, diseases, control insects. And so I would, I would select hybrids and varieties that are going to give me the maximum yield and then manage those uh, perceived weaknesses of those hybrids or varieties through um, other crop protection tools that are available to help maximize the yield. And then select uh, herbicides that are going to give you season-long control that's going to control the driver weeds that you have. I would recommend overlapping residual herbicides because once you allow the weeds to come up, they start competing for nutrients, uh, mm -hmm. fertility nitrogen, uh, and there's a cost associated with weeds competing in the crop. And then I would definitely take a look at a good solid foundation, side program in corn and in beans at the appropriate timing to control the pests I'm trying to control. You have given us so much good information and we really value the um, knowledge that you brought here today. So thank you so much for um, just sharing your knowledge on agriculture and um, on fungicides specifically. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate the opportunity. We're now here with Eric Miller and Joe Bullman, NK Seed Soybean and Corn Product Marketing Managers with Syngenta, respectively. So guys, can you tell me a little bit about what you saw for this past growing season in 2021 and what were some of the challenges that growers faced? Eric, we can start with you. Yeah, uh, like many seasons, it's it's hard to determine what is what is uh, normal. Uh, Mother Nature certainly uh, unleashed her wrath on certain geographies, whether it was drought or excess moisture. Um, the uh, the combines are, are just starting to roll, so the the value uh, of that that retailers and farmers are going to see it are just starting to to be realized. But um, in general, the performance of our our new products, our proprietary and exclusive uh, soybean genetics, in in both the Enlist E3 platform and ExtendFlex platform, have been performing very well. So, uh, of course, excited to see the final results here, but. In general, the, the, the perils that, that Mother Nature threw at us uh, and the uh, subsequent diseases and pressures uh, in, in the field, our products have handled well so far and um, looking forward to uh, understanding the yield levels and the eventual ROI of these products uh, that we launched this year. So exciting time. And, and of course, those products will, will all be available uh, in the large scale commercial for the 2022 planting season. Joe, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, I think Eric nailed it on the head as far as talking about the year, whether it's uh, excess moisture, extreme drought, depending on where you're at. There's a, there's a few lucky growers in between that are going to have a very good year. Um, you know, we're just starting to see early season harvest results from the south coming in from a corn perspective. Uh, and the NK corn portfolio has really handled the challenges that we've seen in the southern United States, southern corn belt geographies. 
uh, whether it be excess water or, or uh, drought conditions. The, the consistency that they've seen out of the portfolio this year is something that we really strive to have year in and year out because we know every year is going to be different. It's great to hear that the NKC portfolio performed so well this season for so many growers. Um, so switching gears a little bit, let's take a look at a seed going from the start of the season all the way through to the finish. Joe, when a grower is planting their seed, what kind of technologies can help so that they've got a really strong start to the season? Yeah, first and foremost, it's hybrid selection. You, you got to be putting the the product that's best suited for that that field on that field. So uh, it's the work done in the, the winter months, you know, looking through and talking with your local uh, NK retailer uh, to find the right product for that acre. You know, then it's, it's pairing up the technologies to protect that yield potential, uh, whether it's the seed treatment package uh, that NK has to offer. You know, we're offering Viantis, which is a new addition for pythium protection in corn, uh, as well as looking at your trait packages that you need to have within that market, such as using a product like Agrisure Viptera to protect against uh, feeding from you know, insect pests such as black cutworm early in the season. So it's all about selecting genetics first. Uh, and then tailoring it with the management and, and managing the test, the pests that they're going to deal with locally. And then what about with soybeans? Eric, what are some technologies that can help so that soybean growers have a really strong start to the season? Yeah, same thing goes for soybeans. You think about the, the acre, uh, crop history, tillage uh, history, et cetera, uh, making sure that the, the right variety is is selected uh, and genetics being the number one priority. And then, of course, uh, managing weeds is, is also a must have. So uh, extend flex or enlist E3 options in the, in the NK portfolio make that a, uh, an easier discussion. Uh, as we think about the early season diseases like Pythium phytophthora, um, our, our products, as Joe mentioned, same thing in soybeans uh, are, are selected with a lot of rigor. And we make sure that those those products are willing, are, are ready to handle those perils. And, and of course, uh, in soybeans, adding uh, seed protection product from Syngenta adds to that, uh, whether it be Cruiser Max vibrance, but then also the, uh, the Saltro additive that uh, brings so much to the uh, to the platform for growers that are, are willing to go out and plant early. Yeah, and I think I'd add one other thing here, and it, and it applies to both crops. Really, the, the start of a strong season for 2022 starts right now. But as the combines are rolling in both crops, evaluating what pest challenges you have this year, whether it's northern corn leaf blight or gases or, uh, you know, white mold on the soybean side, evaluating the pest challenges you had this year so you can select hybrids or varieties to, to manage accordingly uh, or looking at your other management practices to, to manage those challenges. So if you had to say the number one thing that somebody should keep in mind when they're selecting varieties, what would that be? Eric? I think at the end of the day, it's it's about return on investment and ROI. Um, each farm is different. Each uh, management practice and management style uh, of the farm is different. Various regions across the U.S. Uh, bring different concerns and perils, and um, it, it really comes down to understanding uh, that acre, working with your local retailer, NK uh, agronomist and NK sales rep uh, to pick that that. Um, pick that product, whether it be a hybrid variety that fits so well. Of course, we want yield. Of course, we want uh, tough agronomics, but it's really about that uh, return on investment and dollars at the at the end of the year and dollars to the bottom line for that, that farmer. And uh, NK provides that ROI. Uh, we have looked at these uh, soybean varieties and Joe on the hybrid, on, on the corn side with the hybrids and it, 
and they've selected them with tremendous rigor. And um, it, it puts any farmer planting NK in a great spot with the support and service uh, to make sure that those products are selected and then managed and um, evaluated throughout the season. So it's uh, it's different for every region and every farmer, uh, but certainly believe that the NK portfolio has that um, has that option for every acre. Joe, what would you advise growers? Yeah, from from my seat on it, uh, you know, I, I could probably say ditto to exactly what Eric said there uh, with ROI. Uh, I'll go a little bit different direction, but I'll use the word consistency. Uh, that's something I really focus on year in and year out. Um, we've talked about the weather challenges, whether it's excess water or you know excess drought conditions. Making sure that we're not necessarily managing our portfolio and our, our hybrid or variety selection to a, a really extreme year, whether it be drought or excess moisture. Uh, so you know we we bring products to market that we want to have consistency year over year because of those weather changes. But no different for a grower selecting a, a hybrid or variety is if you have a year that's way outside the norm, you know, making sure you're not selecting products that just do well in that type of condition. And, you know, especially some of these areas that have had extreme droughts, you can think back to 2012 type situations or 1988. You know, if you just pick products that do well in that year and your, the pendulum swings back more to normal or more cooler and wetter, uh, you may not necessarily have the strongest portfolio for that following year. So, you know, making sure that you're you're selecting, you know, based off the geography you have for having consistent products year in and year out that can handle, you know, any weather challenge you may have locally. Okay, Joe, that's a really interesting angle you bring up. So you're talking about that consistency and really not taking that knee-jerk reaction to seed selection based on a previous year. So how can a grower really be sure that they are thinking long-term? Yeah, that, that's a great question. The knee-jerk decision, you know, the, the winner of a plot result, um, you know, is obviously the, the easiest one and most obvious one that we can talk about. So especially from a corn portfolio where hybrids are in the portfolio three, four years, you know, really looking at products that have multi-year performance or, you know, a large number of data points across the wide geography really supports that decision and having more confidence in the, the stability of a product and the consistency of a product versus making that decision year after or based off of one individual plot. So you don't necessarily want a hybrid that's going to be first in one plot or do really well in one field and do very poorly in another. You want to have that consistent product that's going to be stable across a wide geography for you. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Well, so now that it's October and we're starting to look ahead, um, you've mentioned upcoming seeds a few times. So what can people expect for 2022? Joe, we can start with the corn portfolio. Yeah, for 2022, we have a number of new products within the corn portfolio that we'll be bringing into the marketplace, um, you know, starting in the early 90 days uh, maturity, uh, going all the way to 116 days. So we have a number of new products. Uh, and, and those those should be products, you know, supplementing, you know, the, the major volumes on the products. New products shouldn't be 70 or 80 percent of a new grower's farm. They should be you know, 20, 25 percent of a grower's farm. Uh, and the bulk of the, the product on the farm should be products that they've had a year or two of experience with. They have that consistency that a grower knows about. Everyone's managed differently. So making sure you have a stable product that you know perform well on your farm uh, and then mixing in these new products. Uh, because like Eric said, they they have improved yield, they have improved agronomics. Uh, so there's a reason they've been brought into the portfolio, uh, but you don't necessarily want to jump in with two feet. Eric, what are some exciting things growers and retailers can expect for soybeans? 
we are uh, launching a, an exciting new class that uh, the, the industry has never seen before. Uh, NK has proprietary exclusive genetics in both the Enlist D3 and Extendflex platform, uh, the first and only seed company to do that. Uh, it is a, a great position to be in. So, of course, the genetics are known and well and well trusted after 50 plus years of, of breeding at Syngenta. But it's also the, the trade choice, the herbicide trade choice that enables the retailer and the farmer to make a well-informed decision based on wheat spectrum and a herbicide preference. Uh, it just puts the farmers that are really using the NK seed in such a, a unique position to be able to uh, choose agronomics performance first, and then also select um, that, that herbicide trait that fits their operation. So we are uh, more than excited uh, to be able to, to bring those proprietary exclusive genetics to the marketplace. Um, I'd also call out our our lineup of field forge products. So of uh, not only did we launch um, over 40 new products, um, there are field forge products that have been specifically selected um, for for many of the regions. Uh, and uh, I would encourage you, uh, any farmers out there listening, to talk to the retailer or their NK seed uh, sales rep about the field forge lineup and the new products uh, coming from NK for, for 2022. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. To learn more or for growers who want to learn more about NK Seeds, they can head on over to nkseeds.com and tune in next month for more stories and ag on the Syngenta Thrive podcast. Thank you for listening to the Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Please subscribe to receive the latest updates in your favorite podcast listening platform. Always read and follow label instructions.